1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of FPL Black Box. It has been a while since I've done one of these. Uh, it's been about, what, three game weeks, Luke? Has it been since, since we were last on?
0: Right. is that how many have been crammed in? It feels like right. it. It does, doesn't it? They've been coming thick and fast. So, yeah, maybe game week 32. Is that the one we did?
1: 33, 34? I think, I think so... I, yeah, maybe maybe two. I mean, it's, it's, I haven't done one since the free hit. I haven't done one... Since last week and then we're kind of halfway through this game week. So we'll call it we we'll call it two and a half. Um yeah. So here we are. As always, Luke's on a green arrow, I'm on a red arrow. You know, start as we start as we left off. You're just hovering outside the top uh top fifty K, Luke. Having a having a good season. Now you've turned to the dark side. Top fifty K, I'm on thirty four K. You've done me a disservice. Oh yeah, I haven't even updated the ranks then. There you go. Thirty four K.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, doing okay, but obviously We've got the rest of this game week to go, and I think my team, like probably most listening, is incredibly similar. However, I don't have Bruno, and I've got Mm. Grealish, so I'm kind of nervous as to whether he's going to play tonight. He's basically my only difference from like the general template, which doesn't... I mean, I didn't expect him to outscore Bruno going into it, but already I think the difference is, what, 10 points? Did he get 11 points, Bruno? Yeah, he got the
1: three
0: bonus. So I'm already 10 behind, and then Bruno's definitely starting, isn't he? And um, he's playing very well, obviously. And then Grealish is... uh, I kind of need to rely on him, first of all, to even... Take to the pitch and then second of all to do anything, which seems quite slim at the moment.
1: Normally, when a kind of a highly owned player like Bruno scores, I go, Oh no, that's 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 rubbish. But when he scored, I can't even saw, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> he's been he's been so bad for owners, isn't he, over the last like five game weeks. Just not scoring points, creating loads of chances, not doing mm. anything. So fair play. You, you know, you needed him for the double. If you got him, I don't really begrudge you the points for for a change. Mm.
0: Um, Indeed, and I I held him throughout that entire period. I only actually sold him just before because I, I I was of the opinion he's either going to be out or he's going to start. I was I didn't think there was any chance in hell mm. for a sub, so it just made sense for my team to get it where I wanted. I didn't have Rashford, so yeah. I just did Bruno to Rashford, and I felt like I needed him, mm. so that's what I did. Um, yeah, in hindsight, I probably should have done Grealish to Rashford instead and kept Bruno, but it is what it
1: is. Well, it's easy to say, yeah. Um, hi to everyone in the chat. We've got two hundred and twenty people joining us so far it is 6 36 on wednesday so we are uh, gonna plow through this and hopefully finish in time for the football action tonight obviously got city playing and uh, liverpool playing bloody jotter and his, his bad back this is a geriatric since i've brought him into my team uh got a bit jammy <laughs> with his four points so he could easily have finished with what minus two or something so Mm. yeah, I'll um, I'll kind of take it. But yeah, we've got, we've got a lot to talk about because as we will show, there are not many game weeks left. And I'm sure lots of us have got lofty targets, myself trying to break into the top 100k. I'm guessing you're hoping for a late surge into the top 10k, right? If you're 34, around about 34,000?
0: I guess so. It's not really that important to me, but because I was there earlier in the season and it's basically been a grind to get back there, mm. it'll be nice to kind of finish around the same. Um, it was just a really fun game week, wasn't it? Overall, I don't know about FPL. Some things were a bit harsh, I think, especially like Brighton obviously rocking up and winning 6-0 versus Wolves and barely any of our players are starting. And we're getting like one pointers. It's just, you know, every game Brighton looked like they can do this to a team. And then the one time they do it is the time we don't have our players in the in the lineup, which is annoying. Um but yeah, I think I went goal crazy predictions-wise. And there was there's been a lot of goals recently. There are some teams on fire but I think there's more importantly some teams whose defenses are just mm. absolute shambles at the moment Spurs and Chelsea spring to mind straight yeah. away but yeah it's uh, it's kind of chaos I guess and I think um I think there's been some some research done that in terms of on the beach stuff I don't know whether we can say that yet for, for some teams and even if it is a thing but um I, di- I did see that and I'm not saying those games particularly were but in the upcoming games where both teams are apparently on the beach the goal levels go up in general more mm. than any other combination, yeah. as in ones on the beach, ones not, or whatever. Um, so yeah, might see even more goals continue into the last few few game weeks, which will be interesting because we, I think we talk about it every week. Getting a defender clean sheet is nigh on impossible, so <laughs> yeah, just, just don't bother there. I think and just start getting the attackers you want.
1: Yep. Well, I, I had to go Brighton on the on the thumbnail for this one, given that that demolition uh, against Wolves, I was not expecting, especially not when I saw the uh, team sheet as well. But there's there's a lot of options now at, at Brighton to. Uh, mm. consider, you know, we already had quite a few and now sort of in Cisco's come into the picture, even Welbeck's come into it as well. So we'll talk about the Brighton assets because they've obviously got the doubles uh, coming up. Yeah. Uh, right. Let's chat. Well, let's chat quickly about the game week so far. I mean, we, I, I could have gone back and looked at some of the other game weeks. I mean, my ranks have kind of plateaued. I was about 220K. Now I'm like 190, something like that. It's been a pretty average game week so far. To be honest, but I've got ten to play. De Gea in goal with Trent Trippier and Dunk, Salah Rashford, Grealish, Matoma March, Haaland. And then I tried to be a di- bit different. People put up Jota because of his, his little back injury. I thought it probably wasn't true, so I bought him in anyway. And then he was benched with a back injury, and then he recurred his back injury in the same game after scoring. So <laughs> I think he's probably going to end up on, on four points. Um I was between Being Jimmy. that's him done. I don't know, it's a bit of a weird one isn't it? I'd I'd like to see I'd like to see him kind of, you know, on the bench again, but mm, yeah, I don't know, we'll, we'll find out kind of during the course of this stream this what in 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Um I'm, by I'm,
0: the way, people are saying no Edison. <laughs> I'm just looking at my phone. No. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but that's what people are saying and Kevin De Bruyne is uh is not fit again. Oh. So it looks like Alvarez is probably going to get two unless he does something
1: spicy. I mean if Jota is out and Edison's out and De Bruyne is out they'd be free popular from free hit players wouldn't they yeah. I mean, there must be people watching this who who went for those three well, Obviously
0: three it's hits. incredibly unlucky Jeez. but I think that we've seen in previous seasons as well the later you you leave kind of using chips for double game weeks it seems to become harder to nail players playing twice I think that was quite a... a a large part of the appeal of Mm. we don't always get them of course it depends on what seasons but an earlier big double game week just seems to help you a little bit but i think some of those are going to be related to you know injuries and other stuff and just bad luck but i think it still applies that it does become harder because you don't know what teams are playing for what and you know other competitions that they're in etc so yeah it looks like alvarez may get two games which is it was a brave punt to go with him, really. I think people probably thought if I get Alvarez in, it kind of makes sense in the upcoming games. I'll get lucky maybe in the double game week we might come on for De Bruyne or Hardland for the last sort of twenty minutes a game. Maybe he gets a start. So you can see it because I think everyone else has either benched their other forward or it's just like a literally a dead spot now in the team. Mm. Um but to get De Bruyne fully injured and potentially playing both the games is an absolute Touch isn't it, and maybe he even plays leads now as well. No, no. So. I mean,
1: I never, I never. Con- I mean, I could have had any any striker, really. And I, I can honestly say I never considered Alvarez. I was, I was between Jota and, and Isak. You know, with Southampton at home and then head the double, mm. but with Jota for a bit of fun. To be fair, it has been pretty fun. <laughs> I mean, watching him, he's <laughs> great, get, isn't he? Get sent off and then and then score the winner in that absolute carnage of a match. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the team's dull. I mean, there's no one that really excites me here. Uh, you know, apart from Jota, and he, he might be bent. So anyway, let's move off it. Pretty boring. I'm hoping this episode we can spark some life into some differentials for the run-in because everyone's got the same teams and I need to make up 100k places. So you can probably persuade me into anyone. Uh, your team, you had a in goal. He conceded in a good-looking home game uh, as well. Uh, might mm-hmm. be devastated with that result, though. That was a, a shocker uh, for, for Forrest. Uh, sure, Trent. Um, Esther Pinyan finally getting a, a decent attacking return, overshadowed by some of the other players. And then, yeah, pretty much the same team as me Salah Rashford, Matoma March, Grealish, Haaland, and you've got Isak over my Jota. So 61 points um, for you, fairly standard and average.
0: We've got two players different, I think, in a lineup. Is that not Yeah, right? it's not
1: good. I'm three. I've got De Gea. Oh, I mean, no, we have got a couple. You've got Rayer, I've got De Gea, you've mm-hmm. got Shaw. And Estepinian, I've got Dunk and someone else. Oh, I played Trippier and then Isak and versus Jota. So.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. And I think that's very similar across the board, isn't it? It is. not it its i see, who people to... don't
1: have. They don't have Pedro Porro like I do. The absolute <laughs> lad that is Pedro Porro, who I'm hoping to never have to play between now and the end of the season.
0: I mean, he can do goals at least. I think I might have even talked you into that one on the last time we yeah, were on. Yeah, that
1: sounds about right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think he's top for uh, efforts on goal again uh, over the last three or four. Yeah. I mean, considering no one could keep a clean sheet, he's actually not that bad of a pick. There
1: you go. There you go. Mm. I'm 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 not playing him. <laughs> I, no. I watched him at the uh, the Bournemouth game. He was he he didn't look good. He just he just gets run past all the time. And, uh, yeah, he I think
0: Romero and him combo over on that side of the pitch has just been I mean, absolutely brutal shocking. for Spurs. People are just taking the mick out yeah. of it at the moment. Yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely shocking. Uh, Mark, uh, sadly, cannot be with us today. Um, thanks to him, though, for doing the tables like he normally does. Uh, he's having a good week. He's on 70, which is nice. Nice. Steel Trippier, Shaw, Estepinian, Trent, uh, McAllister, Salah. He's got Bruno... Pereira, who he's unlucky with, who's now out for the season. Uh, Rashford and Haaland. So, although he's trying to make up like kind of a lot of ground, he's hasn't really gone that rogue with players. He has got Fernandes. He's got... No, McAllister, I think it's a very uh, very template 11.
0: A, it's only really is. Andreas is a bit different, right?
1: Mm, yeah, I wonder who he's going to look at to try and steal his way. I mean, he's he's not done well. He, he had a real resurgence, and now he's stuck at around 500k. So, I think top 100k is probably... Outreach um, for him. For people are asking if he's broken into the top million, he has. He is in the <laughs> top million, uh, and he is just ahead of Focal as well. So he's he's not he's not kind of the bottom <laughs> content. Really? Ground. Yeah. I just, didn't realise that. Yeah, it's a real battle between those two. Be interesting to know who uh, who wins that one. Uh, we haven't got a great and the good update because uh, well the game weeks still going on, so I didn't see much point in doing that. So we will go straight over to planning and look at this tiny tiny little table. Uh, from Ben Krellin, <laughs> which has the, uh, the the two remaining double game weeks coming up yeah and just four game weeks left uh, of this I don't know where this year is gone but there we go not many games left what do you make of this I mean Brighton and, and Newcastle uh, they've got the double in 36 and then a few teams with the double in 37 Brighton Chelsea City and United which kind of restricts our our choices really is not it because we're not going to be selling any of those players and Mm. Any transfers we do make are probably going to be getting getting those, those, getting those you know players from those four teams in.
0: I think uh, genuinely like it does feel like it's a really boring time when mm-hmm. it really shouldn't be towards the end of the season because because we've all got quite similar teams, I think, or probably should have just because of the volumes of fixtures. Um, you touched on it there. What transfers do you really make? It's kind of like laid out for you. Like m- my transfers, when I go on FPL.team and have a look at what I could do, revolve around getting Nick Pope. And then maybe Edison in 37 making two goalkeeper transfers in like the final three weeks. I mean, that's just the top <laughs> level of boredom, isn't it? I think outside maybe people just waiting on what team Man City are going to put out versus Leeds and going for a hell Mary on someone like Alvarez or Foden or whatever, yeah. um, which you can throw a bit of excitement in. But even that, you've got to you got to weigh up because if that's, especially if it's your third city, then you're potentially blocking yourself from getting a third city in 37. And the one you obviously buy for the Leeds game might not play in 37, if that makes sense. So even that sort of slightly sexy option may end up causing you a negative over the five or six weeks. Um, and obviously even just getting the right city and the one that's going to play 90 minutes and actually haul is a, is a task in itself. Even if they are going to win like four or five nil versus Leeds, you're never guaranteed, are you? So yeah, that's about as exciting as it gets. Apart from that, it's um it's hard to see what other transfers are not are not pretty obvious. You know, switch switching Trent maybe to Diaz or something like that in 37 yeah. can happen. You know, 38, yes, you probably want to go into it if you can can ha- sort of make it so to have two free transfers just to cope with any sort of lineup shenanigans. I imagine there'll probably be a few. The way that we get leaks at the moment as well, I guess there's potential we'll, we'll know some of the stuff beforehand. We've had like Scott Castle and people rock up in the past, haven't we? So um maybe to tackle that, maybe to go for an Arsenal player for the for the home to Wolves game seems pretty good. Um but yeah, apart from that, it's really a really struggle, at least for me. I mean, maybe I'm wide of the mark, but I don't know if you've looked at what you are looking to do in the coming weeks.
1: I think I'll be doing similar to what a lot of people are doing, which is hold this week, uh two Newcastle in for for thirty six unless you've already got kind of a Botman and a Trippier and a, an Isak. I've, I've only got one.
0: Mm. I suppose Wilson's another then, isn't he, actually? Yeah, because, in that situation.
1: We, yeah, we'll talk about him because, because you know, a few people are considering you know, doubling up on the Isak and Wilson strike force, obviously pairing that with Trippier. Or do you go for someone like a Murphy or, a, or a Cho, even a Joe Linton? I mean, honestly, their stats aren't bad uh, <laughs> over the last six and they're scoring a lot of goals. So that could be, that could be the difference maker. Or do you stick with, you know double defence and and, and and go with that we'll we'll talk about that um, in a sec yeah I mean even looking at 38 I mean obviously the Liverpool Southampton game really stands out and Liverpool have got Leicester in game 36 so you know there is that choice of do we you know sell all these assets just to bring in you know um, a few more a few more players from you know Chelsea I mean look at that double I mean City United and they go straight into Newcastle at home as well uh, and given the way they're playing it's yeah, I don't know. There's, there's not. I can't. I don't look at this and think, oh, there's, there's some really exciting players I can bring in from lot from these different sides. I look at it and think, ah, it's all going to be. We're all going to have pretty similar teams, I think, right till the run in, which is a shame.
0: Yeah, it is. There's not much more I can add. I mean, people in the chat, if they feel like they've got some sexy options, then then put them in for us. But it's a struggle. I think this this week has highlighted some of the more sexier picks are um are obviously very risky in terms of minutes. And even when we dare to go with them, we seem to you know, get smited down, like mm. Jota being the example. And even De Bruyne, you could say, was a a very big carrot for, for people who are going to use a chip this week or get something different that most people won't be able to get to because he's just too expensive. And even that seems to have failed. It doesn't mean that the future ones will fail, but um, it doesn't bode well, I would say, for, for yeah. other punts I mean, outside it.
1: West, West Ham, you know, with, with Leeds and Leicester in the final two, could, could be interesting. But then, yeah, but they're obviously in the Europe, aren't they? So it's a bit of a risk. I mean, if they're still fighting for points, maybe. But I, I think
0: they'll... Zaha, maybe another one back oh, for Palace. God. I mean, I, I know I know how much you love him. <laughs>
1: God, <laughs> he's I was not going to say... pens on him though, which is a benefit, isn't it? I know. I was going to say though, do you think you know Edison is is now not in the not in the team? That's that's pretty much confirmed. Uh, is he's, it? he's been a troll anyway. I think it's between Edison and Zaha this year, isn't it? For for biggest troll. Oh,
0: I don't know. I mean I've still had Lucas Digne this season. That <laughs> yeah. was brilliant. He's
1: he's he's surpassed troll status. He's he's <laughs> like he's like on his own plane. He's immortalized. He? Yeah. He can't even compete uh, with that. Um before we get into the team data, let's just have a look at this from Jair 1970. Some XG uh data to uh you know um please the the analytics uh, crowd. You sent this over. I mean, essentially what these charts are is it's the difference between kind of expected goals and expected goals conceded, with the idea being it shows the best teams, um, you know, from from that kind of uh, metric. I mean, it is pretty interesting reading, isn't it? I mean, you've got Man City, you know, right at the top both over the season and, and the post-World Cup. But, I mean, look at Newcastle in, in seconds. I mean... You talk about the the work that Howe's done at that club. I mean, I was sceptical when he was signed. I was, you know, keyboard warrior saying, oh, this isn't a great appointment. I'll give him one season, all of this. Absolutely ridiculous the way he's turned around that defence. And now, because they were struggling a bit for goals, weren't they? Um, at one point in the season, they weren't scoring mm. too many. But now they've, they're just every week you, you back them to get two or three.
0: Yeah, and although they haven't been keeping the clean sheets, their their defence strength in general has helped them to get above Arsenal, because like you say, it's the difference. They're a little bit behind on attack, but it's not even that much across mm. the season, which is crazy to think about it, right? Because Arsenal have been amazing in attack all season, and Newcastle not to be that far behind them with, I guess you could say Joe Linton and Murphy and people like that on the wings that you just wouldn't expect to be able to, I mean, Almiron at the beginning of the season, you certainly wouldn't have expected to do what he's done. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, he's got a tune out of players that, um, I mean, clearly anyone who's playing in the Premier League is is probably a good player, but um, they hadn't really shown it so far and he's managed to develop them, which is hard, it's hard I think, for a lot of coaches these days to actually improve players, it seems. Mm-hmm. As certain for some. And Al certainly managed that with some some people you wouldn't necessarily have expected. So, fair play, they've absolutely killed it. And you can only imagine with the money they've got and um, the way they finish again, it's only going to keep improving. So, um, definitely going to be a team for next season to look out for and hard to price, I guess, in certain areas. Especially Isak and Wilson. It's like you almost want both of them at the moment. And then what do you do next season in terms of pricing them? You're going to have to factor in rotation. They're going to play together, like because mm. you could get that vastly wrong, right? There's potentially a player in there. If they say Wilson was somehow to play nine, you know, and stay fit for 30 games or whatever, you know, he could score a ridiculous amount of goals. Mm. So yeah. yeah, interesting, interesting for FPL for next season, but. Yeah, and also for, is it 36 to double? I guess a lot of people will look to maybe look to get both Isak and Wilson um, and captain one of them probably over Haaland on the chance that, I mean, I imagine now on what we've seen so far, we probably get one start on a cameo. That seems to be the way. Mm-hmm. We, we might get lucky that Isak starts on the wing and they both start both games, but haven't really seen that happen from the start yet. But it's still maybe worth doing that over just, you know, even Haaland with a single game week. You know, if you get a start and a cameo, that could be enough to to go over him over harland yeah or whichever one you pick
1: yeah i mean it's it's, it's incredible as a fantasy brighton you know so high on this list as well and obviously everyone's got a waxing lyrical about them this season but these these stats show that it's no it's no fluke i mean fourth um overall for this kind of difference uh metric and you know the summer's going to be big for us because we're going to have some players leave i think we'll probably lose two of our main main stars i think Matoma will probably stay with us for a bit i think we could lose casado and McAllister um you know who comes in to kind of replace them in cisco's come in and and done really well uh you know we've we've got options billy gilmore potentially could could step up uh be interesting to see if we can kind of continue this and and what we can build
0: i say do you think you'll get do you think you'll do that because it can only ever last so long can't it i know brighton are obviously a very very well managed club and their scouting network's brilliant and and you get these players in and they develop but it's not always the case. And usually eventually at some point you, you get unlucky, right? A player comes in and he's not quite as good as you thought or whatever happens. So if they do sell those players, it's not just a guarantee, is it that they bring in other class players, although it's looking likely at the moment. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what do you think for Brighton for next season? Do you think you will lose one or two and then still carry on and still crack on? Even the manager's going to be hard sought after, isn't he? He's I mean, yeah, yeah. Even in this short period, the way football is at the moment, I, I don't know how long we can see him being there, to be honest.
1: I think we, we we need to avoid getting gutted. I think that's that's the that's the thing. Like if we lose like three or four players, you know, then then we're going to be in real trouble. But I think you know McAllister is, is someone that you know. I think we've got other players that could slot in. Like in Cisco playing in that ten. Brenonate. If you be interesting to see what his development um, mm. is like is like going forward in that kind of number ten ish role. Casado is going to be the the big one um, to replace when he goes because we're seeing, aren't we, just how important that kind of defensive shield is for so many teams you know Casemiro coming into United and sorting that out you look at Spurs losing Bentancur you look at you know Liverpool's frailties with Fabinho not being quite how he is that that spot is so so crucial so who do we get in to replace that but yeah I'm I'm hopeful the scout record is good um but you're right the fact we keep signing players from you know leagues that that maybe ha- they haven't got the kind of the pedigree that we've seen I mean it's always going to present more of a more of a risk there's always a Johannes back waiting in the in the wings, yeah. or a Jürgen Lacardia, <laughs> you
0: know? Well, that, that perfectly sums it up, yeah. But <laughs> Florian Sandu in the chat saying, didn't Casido just sign another contract? I yeah, think he did, didn't he? he but he, it's he just did, to get did. more money, I mean, isn't he, it?
1: He, he was on about 8K a week, so he he had, he had, right. to, he had to sign something. Uh, I don't think it makes a blind bit of difference. I think, you know, if a team comes in with, with 67 million for him in the summer, he'll, he'll go, I think, because we've seen that his head can be turned and... He's probably got an agreement in place to to see out the season. So I don't know. We'll see. if we get Europe. Maybe we keep. Maybe we do keep them. But they're the two that I think are most likely to go. Anyway, enough about enough about Brighton. Uh, just one thing I want to mention here is is Spurs the decline in Spurs because over the season, you know Spurs are in the in the positive net in terms of this XG versus XG conceded, but since the World Cup they're in the negative. So it's just no coincidence they've been as as bad as as they are. They they've just. Absolutely falling off a cliff. And again, you know, while Brighton will be hopeful that they can keep things as they are, Spurs are the opposite. They've they've got to somehow turn things around, and I I don't know what the answer is for them because they look a shambles.
0: Yeah, they time. need a lot. Of, they need a lot of players, I think, in a lot of positions, don't they? But again, it just highlights how much the coach helps. I and mean, we know Conte's a class coach, and it hasn't hasn't really worked out for him at Spurs. But at the moment you remove him and just bring in any job's body, it's just completely fallen apart. You know him, Mourinho. A lot of other players, uh, managers that are, are good, have played in a similar style for Spurs for a while. Mm. You know, basically, completely use everyone else in the team to defend for your life and hope that Kane or Son perform because they're elite finishers and elite players. And it's kind of the blueprint for Spurs. And Spurs fans are annoyed at that, thinking, "Oh, we should be doing more. We should be, you know, trying to attack and dominate games." Um And although I don't think they're doing that, it just shows you that the moment they sort of let let loose in the defensive area, they're getting demolished yep. all over the place. So I don't know what the answer is, but yeah, I've hopefully Spurs fans will get some joy because I feel bad for them. Do you? The, yeah, the banner that Spurs fans get, man. <laughs> it's just it's in group chats all over the place.
1: I think not it's, not not a lot. I have a lot of sympathy for them. Uh well, I'm you know, I don't I've got friends who are Spurs fans. I, I go to their ground quite often. I don't have any any major you, know, no, you just them, hate Chelsea. I do, I do hate <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> they are. I'm not shy about that one. Of all the people that say I hate United and Spurs and everyone. Uh no, I don't. I just yeah, I can't stand Chelsea. Oh, can I
0: give you some breaking team news, apparently? Oh, yes. No rice for West Ham.
1: <laughs> well, that is that is killer. That,
0: yeah. So oh my God, whatever this Man City team is in one minute. Yeah. Um
1: Ooh. oh dear. Because thought... there was
0: rumors he was gonna bench a lot of the players for the, for Europe, even though it's mm. like eight days away or whatever. They're just gonna write it off essentially.
1: Interesting. Yeah, okay. No, it's a no Edison, no rice. I'm guessing Jota's benched. No Rice, Suchek, or Zuma says.
0: Wow. Well Zuma was injured, wasn't he? But yeah, that's that's mad. Well, we're gonna get the team lineups in like one
1: minute. Yeah, okay. Well, uh we'll come on to that in, in one minute. Uh <laughs> let's look at the last six. Team Data to Attack. This is where we are going to find some gems. I believe I believe in us to find some players over the course of the next hour. Uh, team Data to Attack. We got Brighton in first, two point seven four. There might be some gems within the Brighton squad if we're willing to roll the dice on a couple of uh, different assets. for Everyone else, Newcastle in second. Both of these teams taking form ahead of the uh, the double um, coming up. Liverpool in third as well. As I mentioned, two good games in that Southampton game thirty eight might persuade us to keep faith with some of their attackers. And then City, United, Arsenal. So it's much as we were kind of for the season that the top teams are all massively outperforming everyone else in the league. If you're looking for which defenders to play, the bottom three teams are cut adrift over the last six. Forest, Southampton, uh, and look at that, Wolves right down uh, the bottom um, as well. Any surprises here?
0: Um. (laughs) <laughs> I'll throw it back to you. Any surprises?
1: <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I've been impressed with Bournemouth, you know, from an attacking perspective. They're up in eighth. Uh, Leicester as well, you know, XG non point six seven, 1.67, 1.61. I mean, that, that Leicester-Everton game, didn't that have the highest XG of all games? In
0: the first half, yeah. Yeah,
1: some, in the first half, something like that. It's, you know, we you talk about teams that are, you know, um, on the beach, but also teams that are in these relegation spots. You think they're going to be quite tight games you know neither team wants to lose that match they're going to defend well they can't you know well leicester specifically can't so they've got to kind of go on the attack and and, you know we're seeing that and maybe that is you know something to to target i mean madison owners there must be some madison owners out there (laughs) oh god the pain the pain of him uh yeah one of my favorite players but on pens and then misses one
0: yeah that's brutal isn't it because if he added pens to his repertoire and he scores them suddenly he becomes yeah an extremely interesting FPL pick. I mean, even if Leicester went down, I presume someone would buy him and then maybe you take over. But yeah, that's kind of devastating to have that happen and then straight away out. Um, I think he came out and said that Ignacio's on them and Madison's second now. Vardy's not even in the conversation because he's not been playing. So obviously he is now playing. So maybe that can change, but... Interesting whether that stays like that or not. Now then, because um, Iniesta is obviously not guaranteed to start games, so that would mean Madison's generally on them with the team he's been picking of late, which has been Vardy up top and and Madison in the midfield. So, yeah, Everton are an interesting one as well, aren't they? Because obviously the new manager comes in, and you expect that they're going to be more defensively sound, and yet they seem to be playing on the halfway line and trying to play like their Barcelona.
1: I mean, a chance per ninety of fifteen point seventeen. Is actually one of the best in the league. There's only a few teams that that are kind of you know better than that. Palace are on sixteen point five, you know, United are on seventeen point six seven, and Brighton are on twenty one point eight. But then there's quite a few teams kind of around that fifteen mark, and then quite a big drop off. So they are kind of creating chances. Their big chances per ninety isn't very high, but they're getting kind of lots of of smaller chances. And you've got a you know if you're an Everton fan, you're kind of hoping that you that Calvert Lewin can feed on those scraps and. And make something of it, but again, it does seem like quite a big a big ask. I mean who do you think is going down?
0: Well I think I think Forrester down. Uh Southampton are obviously down. Um
1: Big Sam? Is he keeping Leeds up?
0: Probably not. I think Leeds <laughs> are probably the other one, to be honest. I, I don't want them to keep him up. I mean I, I actually I don't mind Leeds. I think they're I, I want to keep teams in the league that even though they have been under different managers, they play in an, an exciting style generally. I know Garcia didn't really tip to that. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to keep him in. But now Big Sam's in there. I can't see him being an exciting style, even if he were to stay up. Or, do you, or would, I don't know what the situation is, actually. Is he just keeping him to the end of the season? Yeah, he's got, else? he's got four games. He's got four games to keep him okay. up. I think
1: he's on 500 grand uh, salary and he gets, what, two and a half million a half a million or something if he if he keeps him up. So, you know, he's got, he's got nothing to lose. He's... Would
0: they keep him in that situation then?
1: What do you not oh, surely not sure surely. <laughs> well, he's one of the best
0: managers of all time really according is. to
1: him yeah absolutely i mean why go for pep or, or klopp when you can when you can have sam i mean yeah. it it depends what what they what they want to do with the identity of the club doesn't it i mean it's it's such a ridiculous i mean i you, you think you know carlo everton carlo ancelotti to Sean Dyche in what two managerial moves is <laughs> crazy and they've gone from bielsa to to Allardyce. so yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. I, I personally think whatever happens, Allardyce is is going to go, but yeah, he won't do his reputation any harm if he does manage to keep him up. I just can't see it. I just can't see him staying up. I, I, I don't know where the point's going to go. They've got such a hard run in. They've got mm. City, Newcastle, West Ham. Exactly. Yeah. i
0: prefer Everton went down. No offence any Everton fans. They just. They don't really do it for me. No. And yeah, like if, if Leeds were to get another manager, I still think they've got. They have got some. I know they've got some bad players, but they have got some good players as well, and some exciting players. And I don't think they know how to defend. So I think it's just better for FPL to have teams that can surprise you and score goals. Mm. And Leeds are one of those teams. They haven't really shown it this season, but we know that they can.
1: Yep. I think if I I think if Forest win against Southampton at home, which they should, I think they they'll stay up and Everton will go down. But it would be. Pretty typical with Forest match to lose that game. And then I think they're, they're finished. Big, big weekend, I think, in the relegation uh, spot. Uh, defence. Look at that. Should we look at the lineups quickly let Let's first, have a look at the lineups. Yeah, go on, who's in?
0: Yeah. So, should I just read it out? I've Who'd got you? Man City's one. So, Ortega is in goal.
1: Going <laughs> to come on to City defence in a minute. Yeah, good.
0: Wow, okay. What the hell? Okay, someone's put some fake line-up there. Uh, Walker, Stones, Diaz, Ake. So, Ake's straight back in. Oh,
1: you're kidding Sold it this week.
0: Yeah, I thought he make because he talked about again Pep Pep, uh, West Ham's aerial threat and Ake is the best in the air for them. I thought if there was a chance he's fit, then Ake will come in because he really does not like that situation and West Ham set pieces. But I didn't think he'd come in because he's one day of training and usually he's quite precautious with them. So bit of a surprise. Anyway, Rodri, Bernardo, Mares, Alvarez, Grealish, Harlan. So Grealish does get two games and Mares gets two as well. Foden on the bench. I really thought Foden might actually play tonight.
1: That's not going to your uh, success rating any good.
0: No, no, it's not. But <laughs> to be honest, that one's predicted before the other game, which makes it twice as hard, doesn't it? Because you've obviously got the Fulham game, and then you've got this one. Um, yeah. So predicting a game ahead is—I mean, predicting one game's hard enough, let alone two. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Good, good, good caveat, Luke. Uh, what about the Liverpool? <laughs> I'm guessing Jota's not starting.
0: Oh God, yeah. Let me get the uh, Liverpool one up.
1: Robinson and Gakpo benched. I thought see. I saw
0: Darwin was starting, so let me just
1: check that. Probably Darwin. Yeah,
0: Alison A- Trent, Canate, Van Dyke, Simicast.
1: Simicast, okay.
0: So in the double, Robbo got benched again. Okay. Henderson, Fabinho, Jones, Salah, Nunez, Diaz. Josh on the bench?
1: Can I at least hope for some jobs? He is on, on the bench. He's on the bench, he's, okay. So is Gakpo, yeah. Nah, well, come on, he'll get me a goal. He'll get me a goal off the bench. <laughs> okay. I've got faith. Uh, it could be sound-clipped sound, sound clipped when when this is ended. Um, yeah, so defence data, I mean, we talk about City. I mean, City defensively, I mean, you look at these stats, you look at their defence over the season, you look at the expected goals conceded, they're top always of, of every metric, and yet we haven't got a reliable defender to to go for you know a lot of us started with walker at the start of the season that experiment died off i had ake then he got injured now he's back that's incredibly frustrating quite a few people have gone for a kanji because didn't he start like 20 games in a row then people start bringing him in and then he now he's getting rotated like every every other game and then edison obviously conceding goals from really low xg shots and then randomly missing it—is he on the bench? Is he injured? What is? I can't. I can't understand why he's.
0: I don't know what's happened there because obviously I'm doing this. So I haven't had a. Have another yeah. look. Um, let me just see if he's on the bench. Sorry, everyone. It's probably boring for everyone who knows, right? Oh, he is on the bench. He's
1: on. That's weird. Okay, that's very weird. Then. I mean, what? I do? don't know. I mean,
0: you don't really need to rest Edison, do you? Weird. So it's, it smells of a being dropped. Weird. To be honest. Yeah. I mean, what would
1: but... you do with city city defenders? I mean, should I be upset that I haven't got Ake and I did have him? Um
0: I think the bottom line is I was gonna say Edison's the only safe route, but he's not anymore, is he, apparently? So we don't know. Uh Diaz is clearly the one to go for. He's played every game since he's been available. Mm. The thing the thing that is in the back of the mind there is as much as they need him, and I do think he will probably play every game, you know, if they do progress in the Champions League, they've obviously got the Leeds game, they've got the Everton game either side, and then they've got the Dublin 37 as well, and then obviously have the final and the cups. And you know, because he is so key and so needed, the moment like maybe the league's won or if he needs to give someone a rest, then then potentially he can miss those games, can't he? So it's kind of like catch-22 situation. I still think he's the most nailed, but you just can't guarantee he'll play every game. And as yeah. a result, um, you know, they've just got so many good players back there, so many different options. He's, he's definitely the front-runner. I think I'd have Ake, Ake, Stones and Akanji all very close, though. I mean, they are clearly in their best team. You can see what he considers to be his best team for the Champions League lineups for the big games. It's generally the same team, especially at the back. Mm. Certainly for the moment. Then we all know things can change with Pep depending on how they play and their form and stuff. But those four look fairly settled, and you just have to take it on the chin. Every now and then, one of them might miss a game. If you want to go there, the alternative is just not to go there, isn't it? I still
1: like Stones. You know, I know you haven't been too too hot on him
0: because of the well, because, of the, my...
1: because of the injuries and because you know of, of the potential rotation, but.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he was my favourite pick last time we were in the situation for the double. I was like, mm-hmm. Stones is is clearly the best one. But what happened is he got injured straight away. And then Pep came out and said, we have to be careful with with Stones when games are close because we know what happens to him. You know, even in the game where he got injured, he said he didn't look right when he was on the pitch. He looked like he was tired and I knew he was going to get injured or something along those lines. So he's he keeps playing, fair play to him. He's playing in that role. But um, yeah, I think he's probably equal to all the other ones now probably i've overestimated how much he will be rotated but it is just in the back of my mind that he is so key and he is so good and he has that record so therefore when you have the other games the big games in the champions league he's primed for a rest and we can even see that he is one of the defenders that has been bought off pre-60 as a result yeah there's no real well, it's happened twice it. didn't it i think it's happened twice yeah one yeah. of them he had a yellow card to be fair mm. so you could say okay just in case but you know is he going to play Stones versus Leeds and versus Everton even side of Real Madrid? I think that's the real test with Stones. Um, but ultimately, if they all end up with, I don't know, six out of eight or whatever it is by the end of it, doesn't really make much difference. And I suppose you just go for whichever one you like. If Stones is playing in midfield, then you could argue it's a little bit more of a threat. And certainly from set pieces, even though it doesn't necessarily show in the stats, Stones, we know, has has an aerial threat and seems to have the ability to get on the end of a ball. So, mm. fair play.
1: I think, yeah, I think you're right, though. Diaz, Diaz is the one. Um, We mentioned how and sort of, you know, kind of him surpassing expectations. Well, it's now been six games for Roy Hodgson. They have been absolutely relentless uh, in their quest to climb up the table. And the thing that surprised me the most is, look at this, team data defence, Palace second, 0.79, expected goal conceded on penalty. I mean, they have had good fixtures. That was one of Mm -hmm. the big sort of things when Vieira went. People wondering why he didn't get these games um, to play. But, you know... They were pretty poor, like, all over the pitch, and they've scored a bucket load of goals. They've won, what, four of the three or three of the six games, or four or six games, something like that. Um, No, a bit of a blip uh, against uh, Wolves. But other than that, they've been, you know, really, really impressive. And, yeah, the defence has been really strong. So... I mean, what do you
0: put that down to? Because is it just manager bounce, the freedom? Is it the fixtures? Is it just a combination I of have everything?
1: Absolutely no idea. I did not think he would be able to to do what what he's done. I didn't feel like there was a bad feeling towards Vieira in the squad. I didn't. It didn't look like the team had stopped playing for him or anything. And you know, I I, I can't really understand it. But whatever's happened, he's he's turned it around. So fair play, Roy. <laughs> good good effort. Uh, at the other end of this chart, though, these are your whipping boys at the moment. Uh, I don't think there's any surprise with some of these teams. Spurs, Everton, Southampton, Leeds, Forest. These are the players we want to be targeting because they are conceding, you know, two, nearly two expected goals a game, which is a huge amount. Arsenal, though, 13th, 1.59. I mean, a lot of us are sold at Arsenal attackers. If you've still got an Arsenal defender, surely you're jumping off that. A bit painful, isn't it? What was the stat you said to me today earlier? Only Southampton have got less clean sheets than Arsenal at home all season. (laughs) And they're they're second compared to bottom.
0: Yeah, that's mad. I think there's two other teams with them, isn't there? On like three all season or whatever it is Mm. at home, which is mental because the data doesn't suggest that that should be the case. And this is why... We were having a brief discussion before, and clean—I mean, clean sheets generally do follow expected goals conceded over a season. If you've got better data, you're more likely to keep clean sheets. Like that is a general rule, but mm-hmm. there is also an incredible amount of luck and noise around clean sheets. You can just be immaculate all game, and the one shot goes in, and pretty much Man City are the poster child for for that scenario. Um, and it's really unfortunate. And you can also have games. I mean, Man United kept another clean sheet and they're one of the top this season last <laughs> week. And I don't really know how they managed it. No. Like, he led off the line and David De Gea making saves all over the place. And yeah, you can't really account for that, can you? So there, there's a large element of luck that comes with with clean sheets, it seems. And it makes predicting points in that area really, really tough. Um, I mean,
1: look at, look at their big chance conceded per 90, Arsenal's, over the last six, 3.17. Only Spurs are 3.5 and forest at 3.33 are worse than arsenal so hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting You know, the chances conceded per 90 is, is is fairly low at 12, sort of around, well, about mid-table-ish, maybe a bit high. But they are when they do concede chances, they're, they're conceding big chances. So can you attribute that to, you know, defensive mistakes? I mean, Holding hasn't really been good enough. Has it? I mean, he's, the downgrade from him compared to sleep has been huge. You know, Zinchenko arguments that he's not kind of the greatest defender. Partey's been a bit off it as well. So there has been individual mistakes there, and that's why... That's what's happening. Even even though the XG conceded number is is low, they are allowing these kind of odd odd, big chances for teams and and getting punished by them.
0: Again, that can just be anything though, can't it? The general team for 90 minutes can be great, but I think a couple of times for Arsenal, in like the first sort of minute of kickoff, they've allowed like a big chance or even a goal conceded like straight away. Mm -hmm. So that's going to jump the data straight up to begin with. And there's not much you can do about that. I think, um, yeah, they've had some injuries and they've had some tougher fixtures as well. Definitely had tougher fixtures and that's why a lot of us jumped off. Um, To then come back potentially towards the end of the season. It's
1: it's interesting to note because I think the defence is something that we don't often talk about in terms of the eye test and and attacks. We tend to do that with players, right? You know, a player, you know, rubbish stats, but keeps scoring penalties like Milivojevic a few years ago or Jesse Lingard or someone like that. But we're looking at defence. I mean, we we have, remember last year when Palace had really, really good defensive stats into this, but there was always conceding a goal Mm -hmm. a game. City this year, Arsenal as well. I mean, you are you on the side now of you still getting players with the best stats and then, you know, eventually that's going to kind of come round? Or Pretty much, because
0: you- what, what else can you go oh, with? Yeah. Because I, I mean, if anyone's got another idea for me, I don't know. Because to just say, oh, okay, this team doesn't keep clean sheets because that's not what's happening, but the data suggests that they should, um, and you just go with what's actually happening, fine. Okay, if that's what you want to do. But how long does that generally last? Like, you then suddenly go... Um, you know, maybe maybe it does last for quite a part of the season, but you go to another part of the season and the trend doesn't continue, and everything mm-hmm. eventually reverts. It's it's all about the sample size again. If you were to stand back and look at, I don't know, sort of pluck it out of thin air, three years and look at it, you'd see that it's a lot more aligned. But it's just that short period. It just seems like inevitable. You know that that this this thing's going to keep happening. I mean, what other metric can you use apart from expected goals conceded? Well,
1: you're not going to look at Forest to be like, well, they're bottom. But I, I think there's some clean sheets on the horizon. I'm going to get in some Forest, some forest defenders. Well, exactly. So I mean, it can't, you, you know, it has to work both ways if you're going to be looking like that, in in theory.
0: Absolutely. And it, we can see the anomalies this season. You mentioned one of them. I mean, Arsenal only keeping three clean sheets at home, despite being so dominating all season. It's just, you know, next season they could play exactly the same and end up with eight or 9 Mm-hmm. Quite, quite comfortably. And the same for Man City. I so. mean,
1: United are a good example though, right? Because United defensively this season have been up and down. And I think they're, they're 10th over the last six in terms of expected conceded non-penalty. And I think that's probably about where they'll, they'll end up over the season as well. But they have got the most clean sheets in the league. And particularly at home, teams are finding it really, really hard to break them down with Casemiro there. I mean... If you were to ask me to pick a, a Men City defender or a United defender, you know, I went for De Gea over Edison, for example, because I thought from what I'm seeing, I, I think United are more likely to get the clean sheets, because they have been kind of all season. So that was an example of when I went against the the data. And okay, I've got very lucky tonight, but it is a trend that seems to keep progressing. Because we you know, we thought with Varane and um and uh, Martinez got injured, you know, with Lindelof and Shawman over to centre back or Maguire potentially coming in. They've been great. Sure, they've Shaw just and been, good. Have been they've fantastic. Just, exactly. They've, yeah. just, they've just carried. They've just carried on for. Who would have left
0: necessarily left? predicted that beforehand? Again, no you can. Fair enough. I mean, Shaw's been good at centre back most of the season when he's been asked to step in. But to have you know, Lindelof has been ropey in the past. He's probably mm. been a bit, bit unlucky, I'd say, because he's played in some teams that haven't been great. You know, some defenders are obviously better when they're alongside certain people and whatever the partnership is, and the, you know, to throw him against if you were told that Maguire.
1: Lindelof and Shaw would be like sent back to the start of this season. I would have, yeah, found that very hard to believe. But yeah, fair play. Uh, he's he's another manager. He's he's doing a great job. You know, we're seeing lots of managers doing doing terribly. Uh, but yeah, lots of lots doing of doing well,
0: isn't it? The added bonus is they're a lot, they're cheaper. I think in general than the Man City defenders, they um, are more likely to play every mm-hmm. single game. Yeah, um, and you could argue. I think Rashford, Bruno, and then a defender or De Gea is pretty much it. Whereas with Man City, yes, it's probably similar, but on any random given game, week, you could punt on a few Man City attacking options. So it also lends itself to having a defender in your team, right? A De Gea or a Shaw. I mean, I've kept Shaw throughout the entire injury and he's missed most of the clean sheets, unfortunately. But <laughs> now looking forward with the doubles and the games he's got, I'm pleased that I've got yeah, Luke yeah. Shaw on my team. Yeah,
1: Yep. absolutely. Uh Goalkeepers, I mean, I've got De Gea. I went for him over Shore and Edison. I've been quite happy, actually, with how he's been. I wasn't expecting loads of saves from I mean, him, but the, the clean sheets have been coming. You know, lots of criticism, um, but his expected goal prevented is is in the positive, 1.3, over this over this period. Steals uh, is minus 2.1, but his points per 90 is second highest, just under Martinez over the last six. Uh, and Edison, look at that, down is 16, two points per game, which is... Kind of where he's been for a lot of, of this season on this chart. Uh, and you got Pope there in with, with four. I mean, we weren't, we never like to dwell too much on on goalkeepers, but if you were buying one, it's probably between these four, isn't it? Given the doubles coming up.
0: Yeah, I think David Gea probably or Steele makes sense from from now. I think we said that last week as well, didn't we? I I, th-
1: I think Steele misses one between now and the end of the season. I think. Okay. Sa- I mean, Sanchez, I think redeemed himself quite a lot in in the. Um, in the semi-final game. I know he didn't save any of the penalties, but he had a a good solid game in that. Uh, I think he'll probably want to be put in the window a bit. I don't think there's a huge, I don't think De has gone, right, Sanchez, you're absolutely useless now. It's all about Steele. I think he's giving Steele a chance and and Sanchez will probably go, but I think there's probably another opportunity for Steele for Sanchez at some point this season. So for that reason, I wouldn't buy him. Okay. Uh, but I think if you've got him, you know, you've know you probably got another goalkeeper as well, and you're, and you're fine. But I wouldn't be surprised, last home game of the season, Sanchez comes in. That's my my prediction. Uh, I suppose you
0: could level that at a few other goalkeepers as well, right? I think yeah. Kepa, Kepa Mendy, maybe? Maybe yeah. end with all that. Kepa, a few I mean, others.
1: The, when a team's really struggling like they are, goalkeepers are often a, quite an easy sub, aren't they? And keppa has got a history of Lampard. Mendy's knocking around. keppa has been poor as well, I think, since Lampard's come in could aim that at a lot of them but he's, he's he's not been you know there was a point isn't it? but every I was I was going into weeks without Kepa think he's going to get another 10 points here I don't <laughs> yeah, know is mad
0: for like five uh, weeks he was just yeah. untouchable yeah I didn't have him at all during that period that yeah, was annoying that was fun. I mean, even Everson, I think maybe I mean Ward's played a lot of the season maybe he gives him one game there, there could be some potentially owned goalkeepers in FPL circles that get mm. benched towards the end but yeah. you're not going to worry about it are you if it happens it happens but most of the time they're getting two points it seems so
1: Agreed. De Gea, I think we both agreed on that. Uh, defenders over the last six. Nice to see Trent back at the top of the pile. Uh, I talked about him on my team selection last week for Scout. Uh, his xG non per ninety has effectively doubled since he, he got this new midfield role. So if you haven't got him, I know there's no double for them coming up, but I still think people should be moving towards him. I think the the you know if you're looking for a player to get you a, a twenty one pointer, uh, then he's probably your man. Just don't bench him like Luke did a few a few years ago which uh, I'm sure you're over
0: I sold him actually <laughs> you sold you? him okay Yeah.
1: know that's better or worse probably yeah. probably better I don't know probably worse actually because you want him back uh, just highlight some other players here um, Esther Pinyan, finally on this list I mean 0.26 it's not massive but it is uh, quite a uh, you know quite a way up from where he's been a lot of this season
0: he could have scored twice couldn't he he could
1: through and goal he, he's getting he's definitely getting more more opportunities he's crossing more um, his chances created is in the top 10 um, and yeah yeah, he, I think he was through on goal I think he's been through on goal three times or something in the last couple of weeks so yeah I think I think another attacking return at least is is on the cards for him soon so yeah I'm looking at Dunk and thinking ah, maybe I should have been a bit braver and gone for him but yeah he's looking good uh, Moreno as well he's still on my bench attacking stats aren't amazing but you know Villa are playing, playing well they've got Wolves next as well and we've seen Wolves have got the lowest attack uh, lowest rated attack of the last six. Slight risk of Dean, I think. Uh, Morani's played a know, lot of maybe, games. Maybe for one, right? Probably for one, but yeah, again, probably not a player I'd be buying given the fixtures. But I'm happy to hold him. And, and I think he was through on goal as well in the last game against United. does surprise me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's that kind of player. Uh, then looking at the uh, looking at Poro, got two shots per ninety. That is the highest of all defenders over the last six uh, as you've mentioned and then you've got Sharon Botman as well in 21st and 22nd uh, share with three assists in six in seven starts uh, Botman with the one two in one game two in one game I know you had him on your free hit
0: I had him for that yeah Good lucky likes. I've still got Chilwell in my team
1: mm, I mean his, his underlying's a, a decent 0.32 he's in sixth but, I mean this Bournemouth game I was really worried about this Bournemouth game not having Chilwell but mm. I think Bournemouth win it <laughs>
0: Well, this is kind of what I've done with my team different to a, f- a few people. Is I think most people made the Chilwell to, to Trent switch mm. and I had the money in the bank to afford to not do that and keep Chilwell. Now, I don't know whether that's worth it. <laughs> that's the worry because I've kind of done that in order to play him versus Forrest and Bournemouth and hope that he gets attacking returns. It's good to see that he's still high up on there. And I think he was... Do you see Ramsdale save from him? Mm. I mean, again, bursting through, having the shot. So really, that's my main hope that... He Just plays the games because Cucarella's still injured, isn't he? So maybe he'll be back for, for 37 or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, the minutes thing was the kind of risky thing because we saw that Lamps came in and then straight away he played Cucarella over Chilwell. May have had something to do with the Champions League, but he's yeah, the,
1: go he, on. He's, be, he's been a big disappointment though, Chilwell, hasn't he? I mean, we all he's
0: not achieved what he should have achieved, nah. yeah. 100%. I mean, we all
1: we all but, brought him in after game 27, right? That was when he got eight points against Leicester. Um, he then got one zero nine, which was good against Liverpool of all teams, and then zero one one one. So he's had one return really since we all turned to him. I think we benched him that game, or most people did. Yeah. I can't remember
0: now, but no, I haven't had anything out of him. Mm. But this has been the problem all season. I, I'm just going to continue, me personally, to pick where I can the most attacking players. So Trent alexander was in my team. I've got Trippier. I've got Chilwell. Um, and hope I get, I've got a stupid hand and hope I get attacking points because I can't buy a clean sheet for love nor money.
1: Yeah. Anyone here that you you like? Defence has been such a hard one all, all season. Um,
0: I do actually like Poro or Perisic just for the running, for the same reasons as I just mentioned. They're high on the, probably, <laughs> probably likely to ship a load of goals. But I think with Perisic, he's actually been looking pretty good. They do take some set pieces and obviously he's, um, you know... <laughs> How Much worse can it get? I don't know. Maybe mm. things can improve. Maybe that's optimistic of me. But outside of Newcastle defenders for the double or City defenders, and you have to hope they play twice, um, I don't know where else you would even turn. You know, Man United, yes. But I think we've all, most of us already got our Man United defender.
1: I mean, Trippier has has been disappointing um, as well. Uh, you know, seven starts, uh, points per 90 of 3.42, only one assist in that time. His chances created per 90 is still the highest of all defenders, 3.57. His baseline bonus is still the highest of all defenders, uh, 20.38. His xG non penalty per 90 is still fourth on the list. So, you know, Newcastle haven't really been keeping too many clean sheets. He hasn't been getting the attacking returns, but he's not a player I think we should be losing ahead of the double.
0: No, and that's why I've left him in. I think there's an argument to lose him after the double. Yeah. I think that's fine. Um,
1: who have they got on the last you know, day let me tell you th- got Chelsea, Chelsea away. away Chelsea away yeah
0: yeah which some people will say is a guarantee clean sheet the way Chelsea can't <laughs> score but I'm, I'm not sure I agree I still think there's better options that week yeah but um, I mean home to Leicester in 37 that's fine but we've got loads of other teams doubling so you might not need him for that 36 away to Leeds decent fixture like it's more than okay to keep them and obviously they've got the double haven't they there so yeah sorry it was after 36 wasn't it so well, potentially, yeah
1: potentially that's when you do trippier to diaz in, in 37 right
0: yeah. yeah yeah you do something like that Maybe. but i think he was fine as i just said that you know home to leicester and then away to chelsea probably isn't the worst in the world so it's just kind of you know if you're in that luxury position where you can make the move then you probably do i think moving to a yeah, an Arsenal defender as well for thirty-eight probably makes sense. Gabriella White, despite them mm. not keeping clean sheets home to Wolves, feels like one that they could get something in.
1: Yep. Midfield, look at some of the players I've highlighted here. If this doesn't wet your appetite, <laughs> then what will? Look, I've got Murphy highlighted. I've got Willock, Eriksson. Surely, surely we can persuade a few people into one of these. <laughs> one of these players. Uh, De Bruyne is top. I it feels the last six, I think three hitters got really, really unlucky with that. You know, I was looking at that and, and thinking of ways I could get it. But I mean, it was this time last year, wasn't it, when he, he came in, got those four goals against Wolves, mm. massively changed people's seasons around, ruined mine, you know, made a load of people um really happy. So I think he was a great option this week and for him to miss out on both. Hopefully, I hope that the people have got a decent bench option. If it's a Watkins, it's it's then it's definitely a good shame. pick
0: on three hit. But I just mm. think we did have the information that he went off with Niggles. I know Pep then said everyone's fine but it, anyone who watched the the press conference he wasn't actually directly asked about it he kind of did it while he was going on a massive rant about how we're challenging for the title in the league and he was like everyone's okay and only Nathan and it was kind of like brief in the background um so yeah annoying that we didn't have that information but I think there's also the fact that I I don't doubt for a second that I probably would have had him on free hit in that week but mm. um you know, just because he performed very well versus Arsenal and got the two goals, that doesn't mean that's kind of what his role would have been in the other games. And we know all season he's not really been that kind of player. So I can see it from both both I ways. Mean, it's, he's is, definitely is, unlucky, but people who expected like four goals... His XGI
1: non-penalty has been high, really high all season. Um, we haven't really had that security of starts with him. Uh, but when he has played, he has, you know, under-delivered on, on the promise we saw. So I guess mostly I, assists though really. yeah I would have gone I would have gone for him 100% if I was free hitting this week I, I would have gone for him and, and hoped that he, he could finally come good but mm-hmm. yeah I think I think he's pretty unlucky um, I mean look at some of the other players I mean Murphy, Willock and Joe Linton uh, I was going to say all well, the top 10 Joe Linton's 11th but Murphy in third 0.72 three goals and an assist over his six starts uh, 4.1 million
0: is that how much he is? That's mad. <laughs> we don't even really need money at this point, do we? But I, I think any of these are fine. I genuinely think like any of those midfielders from Newcastle would the double.
1: 4.1 million I thought that was. <laughs> I, I just checked that to see if it was if it was wrong. But no, he is four point one million. Is that the cheapest of yeah. midfielder's ever been? We've had a four. I think, that, I think there has
0: been a four. It's in fact, four? I think Shane Ferguson started ah. the game as four million once
1: for Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, put in one hundred percent ownership. At uh, that time. Uh Willock, I mean, Willock's been good for us in previous seasons, 4.7. It is difficult to look at these players. I mean, I you know you mentioned that the budget isn't an option, but, you know, if, if Murphy was 7 million, would, would there be more takers for him? Is it because oh, he's I so... Know. I, mean, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about that. But... Let me sell Jacob Murphy to people. <laughs>
0: I think it's fine because if you're trying to be different and they've got extra games and they're playing very well and he's likely to play intact, attack, I think it's absolutely fine to go for them. Like, there's not a problem. The, the issue is, which midfielders do you lose for them? Yeah. And that's that's the situation we're in. We've all pretty much got like, the best midfield picks, in inverted commas, and it's like, he's probably just on the periphery of that. So if, if the goal, let's say you are Mark and you're trying to be totally different, I could see you just, you know, just doing it, knowing that, you know, probably Jacob Murphy doesn't score as many points as Bruno Fernandes, but um, we all know over four or five weeks he could. So, fair enough.
1: Well, here's one for you. Joe Linton. He has six attacking returns in six starts over the last six. He has an xG non-point per 90 of 0.6, which is higher than Rashford. He's got an xG non-point per shot of 0.24, which is one of the highest in the league.
0: Could, Did you ever think you'd be saying could this? Could
1: he be the saviour <laughs> that we need?
0: It's been really good, to be fair. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'll say on that, and I don't know whether this is this is right, but Newcastle. I've been listening to a few Newcastle fans, and um I think Longstaff is out, isn't he? Uh,
1: I think he's potentially yeah, I'm injured. Sure. I'm not sure. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. And Al- and Almer's Lind- Almer is back, isn't he? That affects Murphy.
0: Right. So I think there's some school of thought that Joe Linton could go back into midfield rather than playing in the front three. And then Issac will play with Wilson and Issac being on the left wing. We've seen him play quite a lot of minutes there recently. And I think in both times when that happened, they needed goals and they started, you know, Wilson started banging him in and Issac was, you know, went on that wonder run, for example, and, mm. and done really well. So... Is a solution to that to bring Joe Linton back into midfield, quite possibly. Um so that might start denting his numbers a little bit. You know, suddenly you'll have bought Joe Linton playing in centre midfield for Newcastle. It doesn't feel quite as good.
1: I'm gonna do it, I think, though. I'm gonna go for one of these these yeah? Newcastle Yeah, Okay. Yeah. One I don't know, I don't know which one. Um, but I think you'll probably end up seeing me with Murphy, Willock, or Joe Linton in, in my side in in the next week. I think they they could potentially be the, the difference makers. I mean, you you've got you know, they've got Leeds and Brighton in, in 36. Well, Leeds is a great fixture. And then straight into Leicester in 37. I like I like that. Um, so they're actually some of the difference makers I was looking at when I was looking at this. I mean, what about Ericsson as well? I mean, um, United have got another double coming up. I know we haven't really considered Erickson all season, but in three starts, mm-hmm. he's got next extra-gen on per, per 90 of 0.6, uh, which is pretty high. Shot per 90 of 3.57 is high in the top 10 of, of midfielders. High shot in the box per 90. Um, as well actually the chances created per 90 isn't is isn't massively high compared to some of the other players but again he's, he's an option that no one's going to have his ownership's going to be zero, like basically 0% I've only got two United players in my team Rashford and, and De Gea potentially he could be someone a bit different I know what you mean though it's that midfield spot isn't it it's having to sacrifice if we had six midfielders you could find a spot for one of these guys but having to swap out a, a Salah or someone for an Ericsson is yeah it's, they're, it's, they're it's, they're it's they're an ask. A,
0: it's in punt territory. It's as simple as that, isn't it? Because there's also the fact that I think most people would agree that Bruno, Rashford, David De Gea and Shaw are probably your best four picks from Man United. So you're then looking at the sort of the fifth, sixth best pick and then mm. in a position where we don't have much spots for it. So as much as he, he could be fine, um, generally he's playing a bit deeper and it's, um, it's very much a punt. There's, there's no other way to put it.
1: Stop shitting on these <laughs> excellent options that I'm
0: sorry I mean he could he could do fantastic <laughs> he could do fantastic
1: you watch Ericsson and Joe Linton go absolutely off over the next few uh, weeks but like let's it, it, who else is there I mean it's really really hard to find players that, that are gonna you know push us on to our goals between now and the end of the season because you want to play like Son to come out you know this real history and, and things I mean you mentioned Zaha um, earlier I mean, 0.71, but he's only had uh, two starts off pens. Anthony's high on this list as well, if you are looking for a United player. 0.74 for him.
0: Takes a lot of shots, doesn't he? Takes a lot of shots. I think someone in the chat saying Jordan A.O. and yeah, I think, I think, I mean, Eze, for me, if he is going to keep penalties, Mm. suddenly probably jumps into the conversation above all of them, maybe, because the fixtures are good enough. Yeah. Again, it's midfield. You don't have, I don't think you have to go crazy to just boost your rank. You probably just play as well as you can possibly play and pick the best picks. And if you are going to go crazy to me, it's more the very last couple of game weeks, more than anything. Um, but you know, depending on how far away you are, that might not be enough. You might have to start doing it. So, yeah, these are unfortunately the players you probably have to start considering. In well, I'm scenario. going to win
1: the season with Joe Litton on my team, so love that.
0: <laughs> well, you had Bruno Gomeris at one point, and he went wild, yeah. didn't he? Yeah,
1: so. I knew, yeah, maybe, maybe they move. Jolinton back into DM and then he'll score a brace like Jimérez uh, <laughs> did. Oh, what, what a day that was. <laughs> uh, forwards. Let's talk about this potential double up uh, between Wilson and Isak. As Isak's right down in 16th when it comes to uh, forwards. Still not bad. I mean, actually, not a bit of 90 of, of 0.5. Only well, got uh, two bonus, didn't he, with, with just the assist um, mm. as well in the last game. But I mean, look at Callum Wilson. He's only had two starts. In, set in seven, but he's uh, two, yeah, two thousand, but he's scored eight goals. Yeah, I mean, part
0: of that is obviously the fact that in that, in the time that he's come onto the pitch, they have been absolutely desperate for a goal or they've been banging for firing him in, and, he, and he's just sat in the penalty area. So that is without a doubt inflated. But we know that Callum Wilson's been a top tier striker in the Premier League whenever he's fit, pretty much for whatever team he's ever played for, as well, um, in a roundabout way. So I have no qualms about that. I, I think I don't think there's any argument if they're both on the pitch together. You mm. want Callum Wilson because he's the one in the in the middle. Um, I also think he's probably on penalties over Isaac. I mean, I think that's up for debate. Isaac's definitely taken penalties, but they haven't been on the pitch together, so hard to know. Would Wilson's seniority trump it, and he just say I'm taking him or I mean, do you have any view on that? I don't, I don't know I, which I, way it would go.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I prob I don't know. It's tricky. Maybe say Isak.
0: I don't know. Maybe even take turns depending yeah, on who you've won it's it or really, whatever. It's, it's, it's hard really, to guess, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's really tricky. I mean, the next year point putting benignity of 1.55 for Wilson, I think, is the highest I've ever seen on this list. And I mean, it is because he's playing, you know, few few minutes and coming off the bench and you know coming into teams and already three and up. But that is crazily high. And you know, there are a lot of people talking about doubling up on on Wilson and, and Isak. Um, yeah, and I look at the striker spots I mean, I've got I've got Jota, for example. Been I mean, few people have still got Tony um, hanging around. Kane, if you if you kind of kept on with him, but I do think there is an opportunity to to get them both um, in this week. I like I like Definitely. it. Yeah, I like it. I, I don't I don't mind it at all. But it is it is funny to be buying two players from a team where you know you know any one of them is likely to start. It's like buying Alvarez and Haaland isn't it?
0: Yeah, I suppose. But, I mean, you, you literally are playing the minutes lottery there, pretty much. Um, you know, rather than risking, I've said this before, rather than risking a player who's not particularly good, um, but is going to play a double and have 180 minutes, you're risking players that are very good. And, yes, their minutes are a risk, but you could be wrong. We could be wrong, and they could get more or something. E- even if you get both of them, and one of them ends up with two points, the other ends up at 18. By having two, you've given your chance to, yourself the chance of getting the one that was correct, if that makes sense, mm. as well. So I don't hate it at all. um I'm not in a position to do it, I don't think, because just the way my team is set up, it would be quite difficult for me to to do it. But if you are, you know, positioned that way, I think having having both in 36s is, is absolutely fine. That seems the minimum, unless there's injuries, and I have to with Wilson. You always have to be careful. You're looking at um, a start and a cameo for both of them on the information we've got. Mm-hmm. So that's probably your baseline, and you could get lucky, and they might play both of the games the way it's going at the moment or get even more minutes than that
1: two other Brighton players on this list we've got to mention right up there in top five Danny Welbeck he's back he is playing superbly I love Danny Welbeck. he is playing absolutely superbly uh, at the moment XGNB United 1.07 and then Cisco or in CISO, I can't even pronounce his name uh, our new kind of Paraguay, I want to say Paraguayan. I, I should definitely know that. Antar- just go
0: with know. South American. South that's American, what... yeah,
1: that's where we sign. That's where we on a players. So I'm pretty sure he's Paraguayan. Um, uh, 0.94. I mean, he's been he's been absolutely electric since he's come uh, into the side. Two goals. He is Paraguayan.
0: I just googled it. Good,
1: got that right. Uh, two goals and two assists um, for him in in just two starts. Looks looks like to keep his place given given how well uh, he's been doing. I like both of those as options. Genuinely, with with the doubles coming up, Ferguson is. You know, is is if he, if he does come back, he's going to be kind of nursed back into the side. Um, I think there's going to be rotation there, but I, I think there's going to be rotation everywhere.
0: Really? Do you think there's going to be a lot more rotation? Because that is probably one of my questions. Because I think it's a similar situation what we've been talking about. A lot of us have already got our triple Brighton. So to then try and worry about rotation and move to different options is quite difficult. If you haven't got them, again, I don't mind punting on, say, one of these. But it's quite hard when you know that you're probably going to need them in all the other game weeks and the other doubles Mm. because you you suddenly need that player to play unless you're using transfers in or out and you've got them spare. It's kind of like the Mara situation, isn't it? Where you think, oh, we might be great for this week, but then I've got to worry about it next week and the week after. And that's how those players kind of strike me. Mm. It's like, I don't know. So therefore, I'm back to, well, I'm sat here with um, Matoma and then I've got March and I've got Estupinan. And I just think, well, hopefully they're going to play the vast majority. Like maybe Estupinan misses one. I think maybe in the double game we we've just seen now that it's possible he might rotate some of them and he can get away with it. But yeah, March even even though he didn't do anything, he did play was it fifty five <laughs> minutes I still, or whatever.
1: I still I still can't believe it. I can't believe he got nothing uh, oh, that right. game. So yeah. I mean, we well, got... it's not
0: he didn't do anything, did he really? No. Not that I noticed
1: anyway. But I mean we've got four forwards that could start. You know, Wundav, I I'd kind of written him off, but you know, he he had a really, really good game against Wolves and that, that little chippy scored was one of the goals of the season, I think. Um, for us, I mean, we, we've proven that we can win without Matoma and McAllister. Which I thought—I looked at that lineup. I thought we, we could be in trouble um, in that. You know, we've got Bonanote knocking the bat, We've got Gilmore complaining about a lack of, of minutes. you know there is a lot of different players that can that can come in and out of that side. So I don't think there's any at the moment that are, are that much stronger than than anyone else.
0: Hmm. I suppose, but then it's hard to balance, isn't it? Because Wolves were dreadful
1: in that game. They I know were.
0: you were fantastic, but they were yeah, just ripped to pieces and the, when you go 3 they or 4 nil the ball, downs... They
1: gave the ball away every every 3 yeah. or 4 minutes. The goalkeeper, you Nunes, know, gave Su- up little... three three big chances from from poor passes.
0: Yeah, holding onto the ball too long. I yeah. mean, he's a player that looks incredible when he first played. I think it was versus Spurs maybe his debut yeah. or I I was watching it in on holiday and he looked like he was class and I think he is decent but um yeah he's he held onto the ball far too long in certain areas and got got pickpocketed um so yeah i mean the point i'm getting at there is when you go three or four now nil down so quickly it's hard to judge the rest of that game isn't it because yeah. the players heads are down and everything and i don't know whether he'd be as willing to use those players in in certain other games and matchups but maybe i mean he he's obviously very strong-minded And um, do you see he's ill today by the way or something might miss the game or that? the manager
1: is it deservedly
0: yeah i saw i saw yeah, maybe someone will say in the chat. I mean, to be fair, he's,
1: he's missed so many games because he keeps getting sent off. So it's it's not gonna, <laughs> it's not going to be a huge miss without him on the, on the touchline. Now, the the only reason I'm talking about these kind of other options is is because you know we, we talk about these midfield spots being so precious, and I'm just wondering if you could if you could go for a Welbeck or an incisor or someone like that in forwards yeah. that frees up that midfield spot to then take a punt on a Joe Linton or, a, or an Erickson or someone, you know? Because I don't think there's a huge amount in it. I think Welbeck and and Matoma, for example, could end up playing quite similar minutes between now and and the end of the season.
0: Really? I really hope that's not the case. I was hoping Mm. Matoma was going to play the most. I'll go back to what I said, I think, the last time we did it. The areas to punt really are your... I mean, if you've Mm. got the option, it is that sort of almost third forward spot if you're playing three or the second forward spot. That's why we see a lot of people eyeing up Jota, Alvarez, all these other guys. Mm. And it's fair enough, so you know, is, is Alvarez or Jota any more nailed than some of the ones you'll mention? I guess not. So, yeah, well, the, he just the, kind the, of the, with the it, I The comments about
1: Matoma interesting because he deserve came out and said, I want him to play three games in a week, but he's not able to. And if he wants to play for a top side or play with us in Europe next year, he needs to adapt. That's what he said. So it's, it's implying that Matoma isn't ready to play all these games in, in quick succession, And we've got a lot of games coming up again. Did he say exactly that? I that was, thought he that was, said something no, that like. That's exactly what he said. Oh,
0: Okay, I, I didn't think he said like he can't. More that he needs to get used to it. Oh well, yeah. Okay. Maybe it, it was. Yeah.
1: It, then he benched him. It was implied. It was implied that he was he was struggling to play three three, three games.
0: Yeah, I did read it as if yeah. um, he's going to play him actually because this is what he needs to get used to, and then he benched him, which was probably a bit of a surprise. Mm. But I don't know. I, I think. I don't know, people may disagree with me, but, and, and maybe you do as well, but I, I would have thought Matoma maybe misses one more, like Max. Yeah, I thought, yeah. I,
1: I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not saying sell Matoma. don't get me wrong. I still think if I was to pick one Brighton asset, he's, he's, he's the one. But I I think the other spots, you know, assume we're going for a defender, I think that second midfielder spot could be a, a Welbeck or an inciso, if you wanted to free up that midfield spot. Yeah. Is inciso not a forward?
0: He is, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. that's sorry, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah what I mean. sorry.
1: Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> there's some... Some, I mean, realistically, and we're probably not going to sell, <laughs> sell any bright assets and just keep them. But... I'm not
0: doing it, and I think everyone's no, got think three, that. so it's kind of a mute point. But it, yeah, if you haven't, then
1: I'm just thinking you if you're c- looking for if you're looking for things to do and be different, you need to be thinking about ways in which you can do it like that, because you can't just be like, well, I'm going to keep my five midfielders and my three strikers and not take any risks. The risk there, I guess, is is shopping out your your bright players. Anyway,
0: Jordan says, um, "Gross?"
1: Question mark. Yeah. I mean, that's- yeah, that's I mean, fair, isn't it? Although he might be right back now. Feltman got injured, didn't he? His his role in the team—he he can play, he play so many different roles in that team. He's he's so versatile. And at the start of the season, he was playing in a much more attacking role. Um, he's he's a really, really, really good player, but I wouldn't trust him. past goals. Yeah, I wouldn't. I just that goal again. Talk about goal of the season. We had, we had loads in that. Was, that was a absolutely fantastic goal. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in the same bracket as, as a lot of other players. FPL
0: Harry in the chat saying, if you're wild carding as, which three would you have No, Bryson. I'm not giving
1: Harry any, adv- I'm not telling Harry what to do. He's like 200th <laughs> in the world. You know, he doesn't need me clouding his, his judgment. He'd only <laughs> copy you anyway. Oh God, that's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> justice, for, justice for Ali. <laughs> yeah.
0: Team Ali over here, mate. Team
1: Ali, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will answer. If if I was going to go for three, I'd go for Matoma. I'd go for Esther Pinyan. Uh, and I'd go for one of the forwards. And free up the midfield spot. I will go for Welbeck. I'll go for Danny. There you go. Okay.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. I think I'd still have March,
1: but it's, it's not. It's not because I think Welbeck is a better option than March, but I he's allowing the spot. Midfielder. Yeah, to midfielder. the, the Yeah. That's the only. Yeah, reason. Yeah, I get it. That's the only reason. Uh, right. Let's go through some predictions. I've stuck a garden centre game on. I'm um, going for Fulham Leicester. Thoughts?
0: Oh, I can't even see the. Um... I he's pretty... Up. Fulham Leicester.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, yeah, do you know what? Maybe so. I, I was hmm. considering putting this quite low scoring, but I come back to the fact that Leicester couldn't defend. So then I have ended up putting some goals in. Yeah, um, I, went for,
1: I went for some goals. I think there's goals in in all these matches. I think it's, it's a really good looking weekend of of football um
0: yeah we've both got you've gone for two clean sheets i went for one and i actually had (laughs) everton to score down and because i had no clean sheets i changed it and thought i've got to give one for the week
1: (laughs) i can't see there being many clean sheets this week i think it's a it's a very exciting week uh bournemouth chelsea our first game Uh, i've gone for a bournemouth win three two chelsea you've gone for a one all i mean this is not a game where i would have thought the start of the season we'd we'd be going for a draw and a, a win for bournemouth but
0: no I just think Bournemouth, as good as they have been, they have been a little bit lucky as well. And I think once they've come against like a, a half decent team, was it West Ham who battered them? Mm. Um, they haven't looked as great. And yes, you can argue Chelsea are definitely not that, um, but they still have the players like on the pitch that that are decent enough. So surely they get a shake up at some point, um, a shake up to the level where they might get a one-one draw away to Bournemouth, but. Um yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've got Chilwell on my team. I just kind of want him to do something and I just hope he scores the one goal. But yeah, to be honest, it's they, so hard to call The thing that is him. they've
1: put in more good performances lately, Bournemouth, than they than they have bad ones. I mean, they had they oh, yeah. they had the really poor performance against West Ham. But around that, you know, they beat Leicester in that big relegation battle 1-0. They beat Spurs, where they were absolutely incredible at the Spurs. Both stadium. those teams are dreadful though they as are. well, well so they? are Chelsea. So that's why it's hard to judge. So are Chelsea. Mm. Southampton, they beat big relegation match that one as well and then Leeds I mean okay these are all terrible teams but Chelsea Chelsea are in that bracket at the moment
0: yeah no you you might be right it's just because if we go back to the data that we showed you know the XGC um, and XG difference you can see that Bournemouth are actually quite negative Mm. Um, you know even post World Cup and I know more of their it's been more down to the, the manager coming in they've been performing a bit better but you just mentioned it there the fixtures those guys they've played they are some of the best fixtures you can play right now which makes it really hard to judge that game. So I suppose it just, for me, it comes down to, can Chelsea turn things around? And we obviously both don't particularly think they can. (laughs) Most people don't, but maybe at some point. Uh,
1: City leads. Uh, You know, City can only dream of having a manager like Allardyce uh, in charge, but we've both gone for four goals for City in this one. Uh, You've given Leeds a goal. There's going to be some rotation in this one. I mean, there's been rotation in this game. Grealish is the big minutes risk I think in this one right
0: yeah I mean to be honest I thought Foden would probably play tonight um because he's been back for a while now and he hasn't had a start so I, I thought Grealish would play he was in my predictions I had Mares to sit out but Mares I think has started I haven't had time to mm. digest it he's obviously we've been on here correct me if I'm wrong but I think he, I read out he started didn't I you did um yeah I, I've, I think Foden starts versus Leeds instead of Grealish I'll fairly confident I think he starts anyway um, you know maybe Grealish can play as well but to continuously keep playing Grealish yeah I mean, you're definitely going to need him I mean everyone probably thinks that Bernardo Silva and and Grealish are the starting midfielders versus Real Madrid um, Pep doesn't always rotate the game beforehand you know he, he does look at the travel thing so the fact they go to Madrid and then they come back and then they play Everton so they have to travel and then they're away to Everton I believe as well I know it's quite close anyway Everton but um, yeah, there's a, there's an argument to say that he doesn't necessarily need to. Re- We're getting all focused that he's definitely going to rest players before Real Madrid, but he's done quite a lot of that tonight apparently. So maybe it's not quite as bad as we expect. But that's a very long way of saying I still expect Foden to play this game. Yeah, in some in some capacity, yeah. probably at Grealish's expense.
1: Yeah, interesting. Uh, we have both got Grealish. So it'd be interesting to see what we do with our teams with him in uh, Spurs Palace. I've gone for a Palace win three uh, one. Uh, you've gone for a two all. So again, it's. Uh, as, an, as another team is it a high flying team in in the kind of underdogs in in inverted quote marks uh, against a team which you would have thought would win this at the start of the season, but I think Palace have, have, are too good for Spurs at the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, you go on current form, Palace should win quite comfortably. I don't know how many times Spurs can go into a game and just ship like three or four goals in the opening five ten minutes. <laughs> no. So well, they've done oh, it all season,
1: so <laughs> there's no reason why that should uh, yeah, that trend should, should be any different. Uh, Wolves Villa. Uh, the derby between these two teams, again, both in, in very different places at the moment. Although Wolves had started to pick up uh, and then it's, it's been a bit rough going lately. Uh, I've just gone for a 2-0 Villa. Uh, you've gone for a 2-1. So both gone for a Villa win. Yeah,
0: was- Villa have not been great results-wise. Mm. I think they've been a little bit unlucky. Like Watkins obviously stopped scoring, but the team's still designed that way. And Wolves just got a thumping. But I think that... what Wolves have kept like nine clean sheets at home or whatever it is all season. So they're actually pretty good at home, um, defensively at least. So yeah, tricky one. I think it will be relatively low scoring. I mean, it went 2-1 and that is that is compared to some of the other games, quite low scoring this week.
1: But... Yep. High scoring one next, Liverpool-Brentford. Uh, I've gone for a 3-2 Brentford. You've gone okay. for a 3-2 Liverpool. The only reason I've gone for that is two very you know high pressing teams. But Liverpool have had a lot of games. I just think yeah, but they might the freshness of Brentford might might see him through.
0: Okay. Any argument that Brentford are on the beach? like people say not much to play for.
1: Well, as as we've said, we. And you could I argue Liverpool's the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I think Frank will will do a good job in, in keeping them them motivated. I mean, they're, they're still with a slim hope of uh, of Europe, aren't they? If they get seventh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean, even Liverpool can technically still do it, can't they? Well, um, Li- Li- Li-
1: Li- Liverpool should get fifth pretty comfortably. I don't think they can get get Champions League No,
0: probably not but um, I've just gone for Liverpool win because it's at Anfield and Liverpool generally win at Anfield Brentford are definitely one of the teams that can upset anyone at any random point though Um, and I think there will be be goals in it Yeah.
1: Yep. Newcastle, Arsenal we've both gone for a Newcastle win here that's it then that's the title done Newcastle win that it's over What, what a horrible horrible game for Arsenal to have to play with just like four four games left doesn't get much worse is it
0: no i kind of want arsenal to win just to make the title race even more interesting but newcastle's stats in particular home are just so good so Mm. i don't know maybe you could argue the mentality will come into it you know can newcastle handle it and Arsenal's pressure and all that stuff that's way out of my remit that's where we need the graham Soonesses of this world to chip in with that sort of stuff but i don't know on the stats at least newcastle appear to be the better team i think it will definitely be close um but it's hard to write Arsenal off in any game. And just every time I watch them, I still think they're great. Yeah. So, Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, West Ham United, I've gone for a 2-1 West Ham. Uh, you've gone for a, a comfortable United win uh, of 3-1. Not not really any basis for this. Uh, I, I think there's still a couple of shocks left. And I'm looking at the relegation spot and just thinking, you know, what teams are, are going to kind of spring a surprise. And I think West Ham just probably need 1-1 one, one win. Um, you know, they've got Leeds and Leicester in, the, in mm. the next. So if they beat United, then I think they're, they're pretty much safe.
0: I've just yeah. gone down the road of their focus is kind of elsewhere. And yeah, well, they will true. pick up those points. And I think someone's just put in the chat there, Koufal is slower than my grandma. Rashford will eat him <laughs> alive. It's a, it's a very good point. They have to play him. But yeah, playing Rashford in that pocket. Um, yeah, I think Man United will play. Bruno Fernandes, the way he's playing at the moment, mm. I'm terrified of not having him. I, I just think such is my luck. That's probably why I've put it that Bruno Fernandes will just start Smashing the goals and assisting—that's why I've gone high oh, on that.
1: God, a hat trick for Bruno. That—if that, that happens, Mark could catch me up. Actually, that'd be an absolute disaster. Uh Fulham Leicester—I've gone for a two-one. Fulham, you've gone for a two-one Leicester. Opposite ways. Yeah, but but, but Garden Centre
0: feels <laughs> Garden Centre. There'll be pressure on Leicester, won't there? Mm. But yeah. yeah, apart from that, pretty much Garden Centre. Uh,
1: and then Brighton Everton—you've gone for a four-nil Brighton. Uh, I've gone for a two—a two-nil. More conservative.
0: See, I'd, this is interesting for me, right? If Everton are going to play that relatively high line that they've been playing of late, I don't know whether they're just going to stop versus this Brighton team. That and the, Everton try to press. They try to press a lot. and they yeah, play. They,
1: they they shouldn't try that against us. They, if
0: they play like that, yeah, because that is exactly what Brighton are set up to do, right? To invite the press as high up the pitch and as they can. Big time. And then counter. Surely I, I Deitch, wanted to put like 8-0 down here, yeah. genuinely. I mean,
1: Dyche can't set them up like that. He, he, he can't. We we are. Well, that's
0: what I think. Surely he realizes that, and he doesn't play that game plan. So that's why I ended up going. Oh, okay, I'll go we, for the balance. We four. we
1: we struggle a lot in teams where 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 teams pack the pack the penalty area. You know, we struggle against Forest. I guess that's what he's going to do. We struggle against we struggle against Forest both times when when they've done that. He has to do that. He, he I wouldn't be surprised to him go like five at the back and just stick everyone everyone back because maybe he, if he tries to play like a four four two high press. Highlighted, we will we will kill them.
0: Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. So I, I suppose he's probably not going to, but he has done it in games I wouldn't have expected him to do it so far this season. Mm-hmm. And they've got Calvert Lewin back, and they've just scored a goal. And maybe, maybe I don't know. I think the, we'll, Everton, the way Everton approached this game is going to make all the difference, yeah. basically. Agreed.
1: Yeah. And then the final game, Mark's biggest game of the season: Forest versus Southampton. Forest have just thrown away, uh, you know, at least a point against against Brentford. This this is it. If they win this game, they've got a chance of staying up. If they lose it or draw it, they're done. I can't see. You know, you talk about cup finals, all that rubbish that these commentators go on about. But it is really, isn't it? This one, like this, is the biggest game. Their biggest game of the season, and it's going to determine whether they have a chance of staying up or not.
0: Southampton are one of the hardest teams in the league, I think, to predict like what will happen in the game because Mm. they're just generally dreadful. But then they'll just turn up and manage to score goals. Yeah, they'll score.
1: And, and Forest have not got a good, particularly good attacking threat at the moment. I'll take away that Brighton game when we just completely fell apart, but they are they are struggling. They're going to need two.
0: Yeah, you just wonder like, I don't know Southampton are down, aren't they? Does that I, think Forrest,
1: I think Forest. I think Forest win it. Come on, we've got yeah.
0: I mean, that's what I've gone for. I hope they do.
1: We've got some, we've got some faith in in Mark, uh, Captain Matrix. This is a bit depressing. It's probably going to be Haaland for three out of the four games, I mean, you know, we could talk about rotation with City in game 35, but going against Haaland versus Leeds, the fact it's Leeds as well, and he's got that kind of, you know, romantic, romanticism with them. And I look at some of the other teams as well. I mean, Rashford v West Ham, we could go for one of the Brighton players at home to Everton, Salah Brentford, none of them are particularly great options that Harlan v Leeds matches, it's just too good.
0: No, I suppose if he's starting, then then you're probably going to have to capture him. I, the thing is, we know Pretty much from experience, that if he if he does start that game um, and they're doing well, he's probably going to come off early, and it still won't stop us doing it. I wouldn't but there have is there is
1: most... a chance we get team news ahead of that because it's three o'clock yeah. on, on Saturday. If he if he's benched, I I won't captain him.
0: No, no, of course not. But I'll add, I think the chances have increased of that slightly. I, I was pretty confident um, before this double that Harlem would start this game, but the way the De Bruyne injury has fallen, the fact that Alvarez has now he has played both of these games, has not he? We're about two minutes from kickoff. He's about to play both of them. Mm. So if De Bruyne is back and fit enough, you would have thought, given Noam Pep, he would want to give him a little bit of rhythm in his legs. He wouldn't just want to throw him straight into Real Madrid off injury. You'd want to give him some minutes. That doesn't necessarily mean from the start, but let's say he puts him in for the start versus Leeds as a result and then takes him off. That suddenly leaves only one spot for Haaland and Alvarez to bat it out. And then maybe you give Haaland his rest in this game. I mean, I I don't think he'll do that, but I think it's (laughs) become more possible now Mm. than than it was before this Kevin De Bruyne injury. Yep. Um, so yeah we're pretty much relying on news otherwise we're all just going to have the armband on him regardless aren't yeah. we I think I
1: mean, it'd be nice to have a week where we take it because I mean in game week 36 we're going to probably go for one of the Brighton or Newcastle boys but then it's another double for City in 37 where it's going to be hard to go against him uh, and then in 38 I mean we could do like a kind of Hail Mary for someone else but you know realistically he's going to be trying to push whatever record he's going for or try and hit as many goals as he can in the league so no one else can break that record so it would be difficult to back against him uh I think in
0: 37 you can argue Rashford right I think if you think Haaland does get any reduced minutes Mm. um Rashford playing home to Chelsea which looks a great fixture at the moment and then Bournemouth yeah true is better than playing Brighton I think pep will have massive you know he's he's talked up about Deserby the whole time and the respect he's got for him they'll have a proper team and a proper plan for that game I would have thought but then you've just got the home Chelsea game where Haaland could score like seven goals or whatever. Mm. So yeah. yeah, I think I think Rashford's at least an option in 37, I'll put it that way. But and in 36, obviously, like you said, you've got the doubles for Newcastle.
1: I still rather than that. I still have nightmares about Haaland versus Dunk Luke. So I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> okay. read too much into it. Haaland just absolutely turned him and smashed it in and barely looked troubled. So I, I don't think it's it's a problem that I don't think Haaland's gonna have a problem against our back line. Uh, but yeah, it probably yeah, you're probably right. It probably is between Holland and Rashford. Um, looking at some captains' data again, looking at season, looking at the last six game weeks, Holland is top um, of both. I don't think we need to go too much. I think it's going to be a very brave manager that goes against him this week, unless we get the uh, the news. Leeds also over the last six game weeks, they have the highest xG non-penalty conceded per ninety of all teams. Um, Everton in second though, and Everton are worst over the season out of the teams we've selected. Everton, Leeds, uh, Leeds, Wolves, Brentford, Palace, uh, West Ham and Newcastle. So, there, I mean, there is a case for Brighton, but it's there's no player that dominates like Haaland does. So, yeah, easy Haaland pick, assuming he starts. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look at our teams. So this is my team uh, on the screen. Uh, it's the in goal with Trent, Dunk, Moreno, Salah, Rashford, Grealish, Matoma, Haaland, Jota uh, and Watkins. i benched March. I think I could swap March in for Grealish because I think you're probably right. Now I've seen him start tonight. I think reduced minutes is definitely on the cards for for Grealish. So I might bring March in uh, for Grealish. Uh, Benching Trippier, benching my old mate Porro as well. Have to see what happens with Jota uh, too. It'd be nice if he could get a start. I mean, he's been benching these two. So if he comes on again and he doesn't aggravate his back again, there's maybe a chance that he starts uh, against Brentford. So, yeah, no, no transfer for me, just working out who's who bench really.
0: Yeah, the Grealish March one is the same same thing I'll I'll have as well. Um, you know, that that could go badly wrong either way, couldn't it?
1: Oh, you've got him benched, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've got him benched at the moment. That's just because I don't expect him to start. But, mm. you know, if there's news that he does start or I change my opinion, you know, benching a Man City attacker home to Leeds just... Scares the life out of me. So what I'd probably do in that situation is actually bench Isak because I'm not. I don't even know for sure that he would play, and it's mm. a tougher fixture, which also doesn't feel great. But um, I kind of, I, I kind like of that. want March.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't like the benching Isak. And well, so it's tough, isn't it? They are going to be a raucous crowd at St James's Park. With you know, they would love to uh, to stop Arsenal. Well, if Gabriel's out as well, yeah, that's it. I know was. It could it be Holding and um, Kiwi. Kiwi 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 Kiwi-or? Kiwi-or. Kiwi-or? Kiwi-or. So, yeah.
0: Kiwi yeah I um, yeah it doesn't sometimes as, as we just said with Man United it doesn't you know players do make a difference but sometimes they don't make as big a difference as we might anticipate you know with having uh, Luke Shaw playing centre back and, and stuff like that so mm. yeah it's very easy to get hung up on the fact that they've got those two players out so it's just an also win but um, going back to your team very briefly I know you just switched off Moreno over Porro surely you play Porro
1: I'm not playing Poro. You're not playing Poro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I play, uh, I've got Palace to score three goals in that game. I can't be relying on a, on Poro. I think I think Villa win that game to nil. And I think, I think Moreno's we'll nil. and Moreno's got good attacking threat, so
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. I, my, my I, I only, just think the team get a clean sheet, probably, and then Poro just.
1: My worry home. with Moreno is, is Dean. I think Dean could come in for this one.
0: Okay. Well that adds that weight to doing Poro. Mm.
1: I'm not playing Poro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, Porro's we'll
1: well. just a, a cheerleader in the team. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm planning on, on losing him pretty rapidly if I can find some money to upgrade him. He was he was a bad buy. He was a he was a luxury buy on, on the wild card. Uh, your team, just for the podcast listeners, is uh, double Chelsea defense. What can go wrong? Uh, Kepra and Chilwell, uh, Trent, Pinyan, Salah, Rashford, Matoma, March, Isak, Harland, and Watkins. Looks good. No chance I'm catching you. Uh, this year Uh, black box leagues just a quick mention to Ali who is still top uh, 2448 he is still number one in the world let me just confirm that I think he is Uh, he He went for De Bruyne number one in the world he is yeah he's a he went for De Bruyne yeah he's two points going into this game ahead of Ivan Capo. So yeah, he hasn't. He's got Grealish, um, and Ali doesn't. So yeah, big, big, big week for him. Maybe there'll be a change. He it this week, um, Ali, um, as well. But still in a great place to go on. I will root for Ali because he is only in the Black Box League. I think he was in mates and Andes, but he has chosen his loyalties. And I oh, would wow. urge, I would urge anyone else to do the same. You know, pick your <laughs> Pick your team. <laughs> is it's,
0: that what's going on? Is this te- the battle going on? If your okay. team black
1: box, then you know we don't want you in, in the house. We don't really care. You can do, do what you want. Uh, but yeah, I'll update this again next week when um, there's a bit of a bit less carnage going on with all the all the weeks. Uh, a final shout out to Game Week 39, which is being held uh, after Game Week 38. Surprisingly, in Birmingham, <laughs> Saturday the third of June. Uh, I will be playing in that. We're trying to raise money for a great cause in Street Child. Uh, United. If you don't know what Game Week 39 is, uh, check out the website. There's a link in the description um, below. But essentially, it's a load of uh, fantasy football managers competing in a real-world uh, football game. Eleven aside, and it's a, a great, great laugh up in up in Birmingham. Great night out, uh, and yeah, as I said, trying to raise money um, for Street Charge United. So do check us out and donate anything that you can spare because we'd really appreciate it. Luke, that is it for us this week. It's six minutes past eight. Go and enjoy the football been great uh as always talking to you and yeah we will be back next week
0: thanks a lot mate it's been it's been great i love doing it and i'll see you next week and i really hope grudish scores some points see you oh later guys oh god
1: so do i he's yeah we, we <laughs> need we need some grudish points because he's definitely getting benched uh <laughs> at the weekend uh thanks everyone enjoy the football good luck and we'll see you soon